Welcome to Ethereal Underground. This is episode 38, and like last episode, it'll just be me. This time of the year, the end of the year, there's a lot of vacation and people traveling. And uh, 2023 will be interesting. A lot of guests are lined up. And it's always interesting to get their perspective, to hear their stories that they want to tell. And I enjoy that. So I'm looking forward to a lot of guests in 2023 on the show and hear what they have to say. I think there'll be some formats where there'll be two or more people on the episode. So that'll be interesting as well. There's always plenty to discuss on Ethereal Underground. There's hundreds of topics. I, I could have them on the wall and just close my eyes and throw a dart. And wherever it hits, there's a show. You can have a topic on that. It's, it's never ending. I tend to pick unusual topics. I want topics that are unique but different because there's millions of podcasts, I'm sure, worldwide, all the different languages. And how do you have your podcast stand out? How can it be unique? So the show can grow or people share a particular episode because it's a subject matter or a topic that they haven't heard before. Or the way it's presented is quite different than maybe other podcasts. On the Outer Limits show on Rogue News, I spoke last week about the increase of AIs, they're calling them artificial intelligence, these supercomputers, and are subject of debate. Are these AIs, are they really advancing, evolving on their own, or are they pre-programmed based on a set of algorithms and they're basically a voice-activated Wikipedia-type format? Will AI ever get to a point where it becomes self-aware? develops its own consciousness. And I I think that, yeah, they're supercomputers, but the argument or philosophy I presented on the Outer Limits show is there's a strong possibility as these supercomputers advance, the general term artificial intelligence, AGI, artificial general intelligence, that a platform or a structure could be created that maybe other life forms, let's say aliens or multidimensional, interdimensional entities might be able to interface with an AI system, a supercomputer system. And then that AI seems to come to life. It has self-awareness, consciousness, but you might be dealing with an ancient old life form that's not human, not carbon-based, but they're using the AI computer network 
to interface with humans. Or they might be able to take over a global network of AIs, control AIs. There's a lot of science fiction movies Hollywood has produced over the years with that possibility, that storyline of AIs taking over the world or con controlling drones and robots and designing viruses or that type of sci-fi script writing. But some of the higher-ups, the system engineers, software engineers and developers of these AI computers and they're getting into quantum computing with qubit structure and very cold temperatures close to absolute zero and they're able to there's a different terms. Atomic theory might use quantum entanglement, spooky action at a distance, where if you have data attached to, maybe they're referring to electrons, medium, and it's super cooled and accesses a different dimension that can gather data that's already contained in that field. Well, in field theory, we would call that field the etheric field that contains all data and all known information. And maybe they're stumbling on early rudimentary technologies on how to access the etheric field and then ex extract data from the etheric field and bring it into our dimension in the format of an answer, a solution. And I think that that's what they're able to do. But if you're dealing with multidimensional entities, especially life forms way older than what we have in our solar system, us, carbon-based human, then they might have ways to see that there's an inquiry in the etheric field and be able to answer it. So my question would be to the engineers working on these computers and designing computers to inquire from the etheric field, it'd be very difficult when you get a response back. Who, what, or where did that response come from? There's no way at, on our end to be able to tell where that information was extracted from. What's the source of the inbound answer? And I don't know how you would find that out. There's probably intellectual questions or framework that might help answer that question. But as far as a blinking light or a, a switch relay of some type of mechanical or digital means of identifying the source of the inbound data, I don't see how that could be designed, at least for hundreds of years. You'd have to have a completely different skill set than what's available today. Well, one thing to consider, this is somewhat related, the topic I'm about to bring up,
it's not taught in school. Maybe the listening audience knows by now, most of everything we've been exposed to and taught isn't exactly the truth or it's not accurate in explaining how life works, reality, different dimensions. Your public school and even private school to that matter is extremely limited as far as what the general public is exposed to. So we're not told the real truth. The, the real knowledge and understanding, that would be kept under lock and key. So I'm sure there's a lot of knowledge known, but maybe it's a, a handful, a small group that hangs on to that information. And then they use that, leverage that to maintain power and prominence. That's most likely the model that's existed for thousands and thousands of years in mankind's history. That knowledge probably passed down through sororities, fraternities, secret orders. And the general public, Joe Sixpack, is just left with public and private education, which does not explain in any detail of accuracy of how life really works. The human body, plants and animals as, as well, the, the, the design or design has DNA and DNA has the ability to send and transmit data, information. So we're designed to respond to incoming data. The only and it's logical, scientific, the only data that really comes inbound on planet Earth is the electromagnetic spectrum coming from our sun. So traditionally, atomic theory, the sun is taught as a gas giant. You have helium, hydrogen fusion reactions, and the energy stems from that. I do not believe that at all. I believe in the field theory that it's absolutely a transformer, a conductor. It is connected to counter space and it receives electromagnetic energy from counter space and it emits that electromagnetic energy. And the electromagnetic energy has data attached to it. Some of the electromagnetic frequencies the DNA, the human DNA, is configured, tuned, whatever term you want to use, to respond to that incoming data. So that would be AM, FM, radio, infrared, visible light, early portions of ultraviolet, UVA. The other electromagnetic spectrums coming from the sun most likely they have data as well, but maybe it's for other things besides humans, plants, and animals. But the data coming from our sun is a way of remotely influencing, programming in real time, human. So if, if, if the human body is kind of like an avatar, 
there's in, inbound information that the DNA can respond to to give instruction and communication between our realm here on Earth and counter space. And then the signal would be also consistent at nighttime. You've got moon, moonlight, and the different phases of the moon. But ancient texts and observing humanity, it seems as well in, in some of the research and evidence that there's no need to disclose it, and I don't want to anyway, that an understanding that on top of the electromagnetic frequency and the data coming from the sun, that there is an additional transmission, say like a hacker, is transmitting and piggybacking on the sun's electromagnetic frequency transmission. So the pirated transmission piggybacking off the sun's electromagnetic spectrum, contains data or code that the DNA can respond to, but it would get the human avatar to behave in a manner different than what comes from the sun. So in a way, you could say there's a large portion of humanity that are hypnotic or programmed, they're influenced, they're in a trans-hallucinatic state. You hear terms like zombie-type state, NPCs, non-playable characters, drones, and... That's because the configuration of DNA in your consciousness, if the human, the individual lets their guard down, they could be co-opted and respond to the hackers, those that have pirated and hacked an artificial, transmitted an artificial signal to piggyback off the natural signal coming from counterspace through the sun, then you have a human or a, a society, a culture that's behaving in a manner that those that hijack the signal wants the humans. So that would be true. That would make a good, a very good science fiction movie premise of a planet where the majority of those on the planet are acting and behaving based on an alien transmission from a distance. They're transmitting to get that planet and those on the planet to behave in such a way that maybe it's self-destruction. Something of that nature. Where the, the planet and those on the planet are not behaving in a logical manner. Logical manner would be where inhabitants of a planet would learn, learn to get along and manage resources, live in, live in peace, grow together in knowledge, e evolve as a society, and then maybe begin to travel off planet. But if there's outside influence and you have a planet in chaos, 
where there there isn't peace and cooperation and there's fighting world wars and strife and mismanagement of the planet's resources polluting the planet you, you would have to look from a distance and go well something's not right here there there's got to be an interference controlling this planet and the life forms on that planet that's just not normal logical behavior to self-instruct and not cooperate and ruin your home through mismanagement and pollution that seems to be the scenario my question to everyone is if you look at the last three years the global narrative that has played out why does a large percentage kind of go along or cooperate with the narrative and a small percentage see all the red flags all the inconsistencies the lack of logic they see the hypnotic groupthink and responding to emotion instead of logic well it has to be that the majority of mankind is being influenced by the hacker signal and they're responding according to the pirated signal and they're not behaving reacting according to the natural signal that's the oldest the original signal deriving from counter space which would be a dimension of origin dimension where all energy stems and the home of ownership so the ancient texts say well that would be where heaven where god dwells the divine source whatever term that, that you want to use and it seems it's sad but it seems evident that a large percentage of mankind are being co-opted they're behaving and reacting based on a pirated signal a transmission that reaches their dna and influences their conscious and subconscious for them to behave in an illogical manner and then powers to be can manage and control a chaotic population a society or civilization that is behaving more on emotion than logic so then the next question is well do you have is it a situation where you have a high tier of society controllers or influencers human are they working with the non-human the ones that have this pirated signal was there a contract are they in cahoots is it a conspiracy for them to work together to get as many of the humans to respond out of fear and emotion and, and not be able to think logically and not behave 
based on the signaling coming from the sun. And that's that's a theory that I lean towards. I, I have for years. It makes a lot of sense to me. And I keep studying. I continue to look for evidence. And then run scenarios in my head, modeling, trying to make sense of what's going on. When they haven't hit it, but the, the system engineers with these think tanks and elitist groups, and they, they have strong influence. They, the majority owners of major global corporations, international corporations, fund and can lobby and influence elections, the, the political structure, control banks, the central banks, the creation and distribution of money, currency. For example, that group has openly, for decades and decades, decades have talked about, well, we we need to reduce the Earth's population. And then Georgia Guidestones that were up for a while till recently were taken down, which was an interesting story. That's an interesting story all in itself. How they were vandalized or, or... Portions of them were, were blown up, and then a fellow shows up seven hours later with a backhoe and cleans everything up and is gone, swept and broomed 24 hours later. Very, very suspicious. But that group has always talked about an ideal population for Earth, according to their logic, their philosophies, probably their religious beliefs is less than a billion. So the Georgia Guidestones talk about 500 million, half a billion population, a billion or less. Well, statistically, if if that's what they think is ideal, how would they get to those numbers? So let's say we have close to 8 billion today. How would they get to... 1 billion or less than 1 billion. To show, there's two ways to look at this. Either the lunacy of such a plan or the jaw-dropping steps that need to be taken to accomplish that plan. There's two ways to look at that. If you wanted to reduce 8 billion to less than 1 billion and you reduce the population, let's say over the next 10 years. So that's a nice round number, a decade. A 10-year plan to reduce the world's population to less than a billion, you would have to destroy, murder, kill, 23 people a second. So you would have to eliminate 23 people per second of every day for 10 years straight. So think of the logistics. Any of you own a company or involved in in logistics or know someone who does? The logistics alone would be a monumental task. So let's say... Let's wave a magic wand, and you're part of this 
mover and shaker of these elitists. Different terminology, whatever you want to use, Bilderberger Group, Davos, the Council of Foreign Relations type, Council of the Club of Rome. They would have to come up with extremely efficient, extremely costly, massive infrastructure to be able to efficiently, effectively kill 23 people per second. How do you do that? How do you recycle, dispose of the bodies? How do you do that and maintain cover to where it's not exactly in your face, where it's open, but if, if you want some type of hidden, hidden agenda, how, how would you do that and follow through? It's almost impossible. The quick way would be all-out scale wars where you can kill more than, say, you know, 23 people per second. But you're, you're dealing with also massive destruction of infrastructure and in resources. You know, if they, if they want rivers and oceans and harbors and forests and, and agricultural cropland, if, if they want that fairly pristine because they'd like to inherit the earth and control the earth, then it's a delicate balance if you use conventional warfare. You could speed up the process of reducing the population, but at what cost as far as harming the earth? Because the whole idea is they want the earth pretty pristine because it has a lot of value, market value. So that would be tough. How, how do they want to accomplish that? And they don't want to what you can tell by interviews and these these events, many of which there's media there, reporters, or it might be captured and on video, on streaming platforms. And they have Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050. So in their minds, they're not wanting to take 30, 40 years to accomplish this. They're using language of 10 to 20 years reaching these goals. So the logistics is very interesting. What, what do they have planned? Well, you, you kind of see certain, they're showing their hands in certain areas. If you watch Canada, Australia, New Zealand, for example, those would be good models because they are heavily controlled and influenced by the World Economic Forum. And these elitist type syndicate think tanks, secret societies or these old sorority fraternities. Look how Australia, Canada, and New Zealand are being treated. Look at the maneuvering of elections. Look, look who's in position of power. Look at the military. Look at the police department. Look at the judicial system. That's the model that they're using, that they wish that, that that would eventually be the pattern for every government. Some will get there quicker than others. Others will erupt in civil unrest, civil war, and then larger 
military action. UN gets involved. They have it all planned. They're, they're orchestrating it. But depending which country you live in, how you get there, there'll be different roads. But if you don't want to be a part of that, or you think humanity will have a different fate, then there's different schools of thought on is there a mechanism to stop this agenda? And if so, what does that look like? And that's where there's different theories. The problem is on, on different theories, nothing has immediately jumped out or been obvious or manifested itself because you still have the corruption and tyranny pedal to the metal. It's going full steam ahead. So if things are happening in the background, it's not evident to Joe Sixpack at this point. And then it's a matter of when will it become evident? And then at what point does the tyranny stop or at least is noticeably reduced to the point where it's common chatter, the cooler around work? or people getting their coffee in the morning, or if we still have the internet, internet chatter. So it's not there yet with all these different theories, ideologies, it's, it's not there yet. And then if someone's kind of throwing their hat in the arena or throwing their hat in, in a circle, there are those that, that, also believe nothing's going to happen, that there's nothing to stop the technocracy, the evil, and the corruption, and that they will be the dominant factor here on earth. And then humanity will have to deal with a structure kind of like the Hunger Games had portrayed, where there's districts and the have-nots are the majority. And then you have these citadels where the elites have everything, sufficient accoutrements and a lifestyle completely different. Well, that's something that those that think, let's say that those that are aware of what's going on, maybe the truth community, or the prepper community. There's different terminology you can use. What are the strategies that are being adopted? Are some more popular than others? And what happens to the majority that are not resisting this agenda? They're drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak, or they're going along with the, f the flow. Group, group think. What happens to them? Or are they NPCs where it doesn't even matter? They themselves don't care. If, and they willingly participate in transhumanism. If they have a shortened life, lifespan based on their social score, or the powers to be, then it is what it is. And they're not 
resisting. They're not putting in the energy to fight or create an alternative. Or maybe they're scared or they're intellectually lazy. They're in denial and think that it'll just go away. Or that someone else will do the hard lifting and save the day. And they can just be consumed with their own selfish desires and their own and not lift a finger, but benefit from the work off the few. You know, you got this, it's all over the map, isn't it? You've got all these different scenarios. So it's be interesting. 2023, my particular views, I think 2023 and 2024, the next two years, will not be any better than the last three years, but it'll be worse. More draconian legislation and more power will be accumulated by the few at the top. There's no freedoms left. Zero. They're already gone. It's it's a fool's errand to think that there's any freedoms. And then the python starts restricting even more, choking off. So they're running models in England, for example, where you can only go whatever they, they call them, the 15-minute cities, or you can't go 15 miles from the, your home, or if you want to go more than 15 miles, you have to get permission from the city council. Why? For how long? And you can only do that so many times a year and carbon foot. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a mess. So 2023 and 2024 is, to me, going to be very stressful. How I'm developing strategies, how to deal with that stress, and then what's life going to look like if you don't cooperate. You'll have the full wrath as a domestic terrorist. And everything will be used against you, and citizenry will be spying, reporting on you, turning you in. And uh, can you function kind of off-grid and be able to psychologically live under conditions like that? Not everyone can. So it looks like, using Canada as a model, they're trying to get legislation and centers. I, I think they want to encourage as many people as possible to self-terminate, commit suicide. So they're going to have these wonderful, feel-good government programs where you can easily commit suicide. Maybe teenagers won't need parents' permission. They'll have little vending machines where you can climb in. It'll be right next to a Dr. Pepper Coke Pepsi machine. And you can just boop, 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 swipe a debit card, hit a few buttons, and it, you just are unconscious and permanently asleep 60 seconds later. And then maybe the pod cartridge robot comes along and takes your body away and puts in a new cartridge for the next self-terminating citizen. I can see them emotionally guilting the baby boomer generation, guilt the 65 and older, that it's that generation, they're responsible for being greedy and selfish and ruining the Earth's planet. And they have the pensions and they have all the wealth and they need to go. And their wealth should be seized and redistributed with a socialistic model. And they'll get the youth to turn on grandparents and try to get the shift of society. And then that creates depression. And they've got it all figured out. It's very disturbing. It's very satanic. And uh, I think, but I probably think what's worse, doesn't matter what I think, right? 
but just throwing this out. I think what's worse is the billions that are just complacent and going along. I'm more probably angry and upset at them than the ones scheming this. I think the ones that are scheming this, they're probably being more honest right now and are just kind of out front go, yeah, well, this is what we're going to do. They really aren't hiding anything anymore. They've got websites. They've had seminars. They've got videos where they discuss this on panels and platforms while they're laughing and well-dressed and they break for lunch and they come back and they talk more in the afternoon. Well, they're not really being sneaky. I just think what's more upsetting and disgusting to me is all the, the cowards, the slackers, the majority of humanity that aren't doing a thing to resist us. Very disappointing. So what are your options? It depends. If you want to remain organic and don't like the model where the world is heading, then you don't have much time. You're going to have to think fast. And you're going to have to develop strategies right away. You sh should already be many years into your plan. It's almost too late to start now from scratch. And it's not going to be easy. It's probably going to be, I would say 100%, it's going to be the hardest struggle in mankind's history. It's already started. So I don't know if you've, I think the, if the person is under the impression they'll be able to keep their job and keep their house and keep their pension and keep their car and keep their bass fishing boat and, all, and fight it, that's not going to happen. You're gone. You're, you're going to be part of the transhumanism and deleted or whatever. You're not going to be able to keep and maintain this past reality of the last 50 plus years, depending on how old you are. You're not going to be able to do both. If you're going to fight in this spiritual war, that's going to go bye-bye. Well, that's all I wanted to say on episode 38. Every day I'm watching geopolitical events. I'm looking at people's behavior, their personalities. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm gauging society. Also, I've been taking steps for years to try to get a defensive posture. It's not easy. Absolutely not, not easy. I don't know if it's just going to buy me time. That's my, all it'll do is just buy me some time. But to me, I don't think, I have not pictured it. I think it'd be very difficult for me to, for example, reach age 65 and older, especially if you're not agreeing with the narrative. So then I have to deal with what does that look like? And I'm, am I okay with that? So that's what I've been working on. Hopefully, uh, if you have different thoughts and strategies, hopefully what that is, is successful. That would be fantastic. If your theories that you have, that this will be stopped and we'll have a much better future for humanity, be interesting what that looks like. How does that work? When? And 
I hope that that's 100% successful because that would be enjoyable to see that become a reality. Well, until next episode, I don't know if episode 39 will have a, a guest or not. That's going to be first of the year and people start starting to get back from traveling. So it might be in, in two weeks, the next guest. I'll, I'll have to see, but we'll find out. Never know what tomorrow's going to bring. As always, end these broadcasts, get out in nature, remain organic. The most viable asset is not only yourself, enjoying and really liking who you are, but those precious one, two, three, or four friendships that you have, that money can't buy. That's where it's, that's where it's really all about. Maintaining, finding those few friendships, the real human connection, then connecting to the divine source, remaining organic. That's priceless. So I know a lot of you are doing that. You probably wouldn't be listening to this channel if you weren't. And hopefully the weather will cooperate. We've got warmer weather today. It's nice. That polar vortex has lifted. That was brutal. A lot of people in, out in the East Coast and Buffalo, it's, it's a shame. They got caught <laughs> frozen to death, you know, found in their cars or in the street or shoveling snow and they had a heart attack. It's just absolutely brutal when it gets to be negative 19, negative 20 degrees, and then wind chill on top of that. So it's nice to get back to normal winter temperatures. And that at least allows you to get out in nature. Do that as much as possible. Get away from digital media and the mind control technologies that they have. Take care.